0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Did I tell you I'm on a fitness kick? I was on it last week as well. Good for you. So I don't know why I told you this. So, and do, do you want to know the funniest part of it all? Yes. Guess who's inspired me to do this?
0: Uh. Hmm. Patty Lapone. Default <laughs> answer. No.
1: No. Tyler Oakley. <laughs> Will somebody get us another drink? Welcome to Jim and Tomic's Musical Theatre Happy Hour. I said that very sincerely. I was you getting, did. Like, How dare you myself. be sincere in <laughs> this podcast? Quite odd. Anyway, your weekly podcast <laughs> with shakes and shenanigans. I
0: do enjoy that shakes could be either yeah. a drink or a dance move.
1: I got the shakes.
0: Or a symptom.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> God, I do love a milkshake.
0: Oh, man. Have you ever... I only recently had went to a Shake Shack. Are you aware of the existence I of Shake Shack?
1: I dined in the... I think it was JFK uh, Airport Shake Shack. All right. It, and it, I had it... the chicken burger.
0: Congratulations. it was
1: disappointing.
0: But did, yes. Did you have a milkshake?
1: No. <laughs> 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 well, it was so expensive.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. It was decidedly underwhelming.
1: Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Yeah. But a chocolate frosty from Wendy's. Yeah. Hi. Anyway, uh, what (laughs) are you drinking today? A
0: chocolate frosty from Wendy's.
1: (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Right? No.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. No, I'm drinking the water from Aphrodite.
1: <laughs> that has been underground for a long, long time. Ooh, I know, right? That will be silty.
0: It's so gross. It's like when the when you see the uh, sprinklers go off in a building, and it's all that like black sooty water.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know why they dance you just, around. You're drinking eggs. that? Why are you drinking that? That's
0: that's probably why they all get all slow motion and drugged out just because <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: exactly. filled with like arsenic <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I agree>. hallucinogens. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm drinking mm-hmm. Ouzo. Ouzo? Opa. Ah, so, this, this is a Greek thing. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But have it, you ever had Ouzo? I have not. Is it good? Oh, no, it's just pure alcohol. It's like <laughs> it's rubbing just, off. Do you know what I mean? Like, so this isn't a, so, um, see when alcohol gets to that percentage, right? I uh-huh. think Ouzo it's, it's high. Yeah. Um, how, you know, how do you tell the difference? It all just burns Yeah, and it all just tastes hellish. like burning. Yeah. It's you like know, you don't.
0: <sighs> it's like moonshine. Do you have moonshine? We only have moonshine. Cause well, it, we have country.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we can like you can like buy it. I don't know how authentic it is. <laughs> it's not like a toothless old man behind a, I don't know, shed. <laughs> why is
0: he behind the shed? Why? Why not make it? Is it not? Is it not illegal? Well, it de- depends on if you have a license or not.
1: Oh, okay, fair. Well, this guy <laughs> definitely does not. Ah, Um,
0: that's why he's behind the shed
1: yeah he's behind the shed so (laughs) oh um yep (laughs) why what (laughs) we've lost the plot (laughs) yeah do you want a quiz statement (laughs) i'd say just just get it back on track
0: this musical shares its poster title font with nirvana's album covers (laughs) that's a strange
1: question but people got it (laughs) which was amazing it's so gay. it
0: was one of those like i never would have thought about it but the moment i looked at it i was like oh yeah that's totally right
1: absolutely yeah absolutely love it um and that musical is of course mama mia Was that a question mark? Mamma Mia. It, was, yeah, it in the, was in the middle it was, it of was a question mark. Mamma yeah. Mia. And then ah. Uh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yes! Yeah. <laughs> we have entered the world of the Jukebox musical. Oh. We've put it off as long as we possibly could. Why are we doing this? <laughs> and here we are. Because <laughs> it needs to be done. It's a hot topic. Hi, it is. Um, the movie's coming s-
0: out. Just came out. Is it out?
1: The Mamma Mia 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo? To
0: yesterday? Yeah. Today? I think the it tw- releases. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Or and I think point. it's, I like, know. Saturday where we're we at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm i I'm probably gonna go see it, actually.
1: <laughs> I think as will I. <laughs> um okay, so Mamma Mia, music and lyrics. I wanted you to say this. Oh well. <laughs> uh, by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Elvias And book of, by, of ABBA, Abba Fame.
0: Okay. Abba Abba.
1: Oh, for goodness sake. We have only one way of saying it. I don't know why we wouldn't see why you're saying it. <laughs> Abba. The sound is A, ah, ABBA.
0: But you, see, that sounds like both of them
1: to me. What? It's like, I can't say two things at once. Like
0: L- Lonnie and the Abba. other one.
1: Oh, yeah. What do you hear? What do you hear, <laughs> what do you hear ABBA or ABBA? <laughs> I mean, it's ah, ah. Say A. Ah. A. Ah. See, I have a I wider A ah than right. you, right? Yeah. How would you say musical theater MASH?
0: Musical theater MASH. But I have Abba. I, I have the Chicago A Abba right, which is yeah, incorrect. And in Abba, that. all right, I'll say Abba.
1: <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. Um,
0: and book by Katherine Johnson, who's not from Abba.
1: <laughs> She's not from Abba. You can't keep saying Abba. You can't. It's going to be a long podcast. Anyway, it's <laughs> uh, obviously musical acts by Benny and Bjorn mm-hmm. because it is based on the songs. By Abba of their career, uh, yeah, yes. Um, so it opened up on the West End uh, in nineteen ninety nine, and the it 90s. is
0: it is still playing. I think it it's is eight still there, seventh in the longest running West End shows. It is um, the seventh
1: longest running West End show that is still open,
0: and it does it's still got to play for like three more years before it's gonna catch up with Cats, um, but it's yep. getting there. And Cats, I is,
1: think it. will.
0: Cats is one of the few it can kick off the list. um, Yeah. And then Blood Brothers, but everything else is still open. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Um, A long, long time. Go see it right now. And
0: it opened on Broadway in 2001 um, and ran for, like, 5,000 performances and is the ninth longest-running Broadway show. um, And the longest-running jukebox musical in Broadway history. Um, which also maybe like also one of the first broadway musicals and that seems like an unfair (laughs) statistic to count
1: that what that it's the longest longest running
0: jukebox musical on broadway because it was also maybe the first jukebox musical on broadway um it kind of pioneered the the art form yeah
1: it was the first that was like wow this is a thing that makes a lot of money yeah, and kind of opened the
0: floodgates, unfortunately. Yes. Um,
1: um, so there had been others, but this was the one that was like, interesting. Yeah. Th- which that we will, will 100% be I think discussing.
0: like the, that coined the term. Um, but yeah, super popular. Yeah. Developed into, or adapted into a movie with Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan and Christine Baranski and a bunch of other people. And yep. the sequel to the movie releases now. With with Cher. How did this happen? Did you see... Okay. Have you seen the photo of Cher and Meryl Streep kissing on the red carpet? Yes. Because they're the best. I enjoy all of the the gay memes that have spawned out of it. And it's
1: like two uh, gay camps have suddenly
0: collided. And
1: yeah, no one knows exactly. what to do about it anymore. <laughs> it's just exquisite. <laughs> um, just before we move on. Because I don't know how much we'll talk talk about Cher. Uh-huh. But... Um, Have you ever listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno? I have. Uh, The podcast. Don't you think Cher in this movie 100% is The Duchess?
0: Oh. It's been a long time since I've (laughs) listened to my dad. So The
1: Duchess was the one who... um, Belinda was at the auction. The Duchess was the Uh one who bought her at the auction, brought her in the horse box, hosed her down... (laughs)
0: People who have never listened to my dad wrote a porno. Don't
1: you dare give them context. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve it because they've not listened. That's true. They should go listen to it. It's why podcasts were invented <laughs> to be um, listened to. I will now, as whenever
0: I listen to my dad wrote a porno, picture share.
1: Please do because that will change everything. Because <laughs> originally in my head it was Helen Mirren. Uh-huh. Now. It's going to be Cher and Mamma Mia, here what we go again.
0: Interesting. I wonder how often Helen Mirren has been replaced with Cher. Probably more times than you think, Tom. Probably more times than Helen yep. Mirren wants to admit.
1: Uh- <laughs> yep. uh, I'm just going to fly out some fun statistics right in your face uh-huh. um, about how, just how successful Mamma Mia is. Uh, uh-huh. Mamma Mia has been seen by over 30 million people around the world. Mm-hmm. Each and every night, 17,000 people around the world get to watch it live on stage because uh-huh. it's everywhere it was something like the first show in russia yeah to perform for seven days uh like not like as a whole but as in like as a week
0: yeah right
1: you know like it's crazy yeah, how it, successful it it's has been.
0: productions on i like one on like one of the royal caribbean boats like yeah just
1: and that's the thing like i think i and i don't know if this if i'm pulling a statistic at my butt uh-huh. um but i think it is like the most performed yeah music. i don't think there's any other show that has as many productions as many performances going well, certainly going at once
0: and didn't the movie uh break a bunch of uh film records in the uk
1: it is meryl Uh-oh. streep's most successful
0: movie <sighs> i'm gonna sigh a lot through this podcast um and it is the the fifth highest grossing film of two thousand and eight.
1: Um, yep. This,
0: this this piece. How is this so popular?
1: Anyway, it's crazy. That that's what we'll be picking apart as we yeah. as we go through. Um. So tell us about what happens.
0: God, there's no plot in this show. Um. No, it takes place on a fictional it's Greek a plot. There's barely a plot. It takes place on a fictional Greek Greek island. Twenty uh, year old Sophie. Uh, is getting ready to get married and doesn't quite know who her dad is and had uh, surreptitiously surreptitiously discovered her mother's diary um, and discovered that it's one of three men, Sam, Bill, or Harry. And so without telling her mother, she invites all three of them to the wedding with hopes of finding out who her father is so that he could take her down the aisle and hilarity and disco music ensues absolutely
1: it's (sighs) gonna be one of those (laughs) do you man
0: i didn't think you were gonna like this show as much
1: (laughs) we'll talk about why i like it okay we'll talk about why i like it it's good we're not going to talk about that first though okay Before um, we find out before why...
0: my head my head explodes. <laughs> yes, again.
1: <laughs> Do you like musicals? I don't think so. I don't. Um, <laughs> not when they're like this. Um, uh, no, before yeah, before we, we get there, uh, let's go way, way back um, to <laughs> the 70s. Yes. And we'll talk about the origin story of Mamma Mia. Tommy, uh-huh. have you ever watched the eurovision song contest
0: i have seen bits and pieces of the eurovision song contest
1: oh, but you've never watched it in its entirety i've
0: never watched it in its entirety because it sounds like it's an ordeal like watching the tonys is enough of an ordeal and it's, that's that's yeah, about as a much it's of an different because it's I so
1: have. european what
0: tell i own to to an american what is the eurovision yep. song contest
1: okay so the eurovision song contest is like a celebration of european Music well European and beyond because also hashtag israel hashtag australia mm. uh hashtag russia um so europe europe and beyond mm-hmm. uh a celebration of uh the music and the culture mm-hmm. and you know artistry okay <laughs> uh, all brought together in one very drunken night <laughs> uh with Is- a lot of uh camp and glitter and glitz
0: is it and it's a it's a competition
1: right it is yes so basically um and i think this has only happened recently uh their acts will present themselves mm-hmm. um they'll get through to uh semi final okay um i think similar to the world cup like the countries have to qualify okay by playing soccer. Uh, by playing soccer, yeah. <laughs> Just a, a nice ma- ma- mash of the two. But no, I think so. The countries have to qualify to get onto the final. Okay. And so the Eurovision Song Contest show is the, the final. The final. And then yep. is,
0: is it like a, a public vote? Like, call in now to place your. It sure. is.
1: And that's like one of the most exciting bits about it. Um, so every country uh-huh. um, gets to offer 12 points, 10 points. And then eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, I think. Okay. Um and so each country gets to place their votes. That was my question. Yes. And that doesn't it doesn't just mean only the countries there, it's all of all the, countries the countries eligible. Got it. But that uh,
0: that balances people. for uh, population imbalances in these countries. Because otherwise Yes. you'd just have a mess. Like whoever has the biggest population would win.
1: Exactly, exactly. But still mm-hmm. um, it's just a hundred percent politics <laughs> so for example uh-huh. like you know for a fact that um Spain uh-huh. will always give Portugal their 12 points okay or um uh I'm trying to think like uh, uh I'm trying to think of another good relation I can't Normally, yeah, like the Scandi countries will give each other high scores. Okay. Um, regardless of their act. Right. There's a lot of
0: neighborhoodism about it.
1: Exactly. Um, And nobody really wants to give the UK anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about Whether right. Whether they deserve it or not. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame because sometimes they'll have really good acts mm-hmm. performing. Um, Sometimes we won't uh deserve for them but it's a shame for the ones that really 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 try uh-huh. um but it's just great graham norton um commentates it for us fun and he's out, always gets really drunk perfect uh the hosts are always really awkward like there's just so much uh-huh. there's so much to it and now like the actual acts themselves are becoming these huge spectacles uh-huh. um so like there's this whole now like staging entertaining side of it um but basically uh-huh. uh, ABBA uh-huh. um, originated they, in the Eurovision Song Contest. They
0: won for, for Sweden.
1: For Sweden um, with Waterloo. Ah, uh,
0: of course, Waterloo.
1: Of course, Waterloo. So, um, yeah. So in it was 1974. And this was them. Uh, you know, I think they'd only been going for a couple of years before that. uh uh-huh. um, the way it works with eurovision is it's kind of a choice what language you do it in okay um you don't need to do it in your native language you don't need to do it in english uh-huh. you can you can choose and it doesn't really affect yeah how well they do to be honest um but obviously abba chose this one right in uh english i think they did it in english um and uh yeah and then suddenly after that everyone it just became so popular i think uh it obviously got to number 1 In the UK, I think it got into the billboard charts, Uh like in the top 10 uh, of the States. I believe it. You know, I mean, it's just pure... Who knew? It it exploded.
0: Writing a love song with a bizarre metaphor about Napoleon as its structure would be the way into the hearts and minds of an international audience. I think it's it's more just, they had a catchy beat,
1: but... (laughs) Completely, and just like they just look cool, yeah. But it's such a good like this. The thing is about Ava is like their music is so iconic, yeah. Like it definitely that's a
0: more, great word for it. Iconic, it's so
1: icon- like I put it up there with like Michael Jackson, not necessarily in terms of uh, like quality, quality, absolutely, but in terms of just like sheer, ah, uh, you know what I mean, like there is no human not even gay man or woman there's no <laughs> human out there who will not go ah when they hear the yeah. ah of dancing queen uh-huh
0: do you know um in an interview queen elizabeth said that whenever she's at a party and dancing queen comes on she always tries to dance because the song is called dancing queen and she feels obliged to give the people what they want right the queen knows dancing queen the queen
1: loves abba well (laughs) i think that's a thing though i think that's a thing there's i know there's someone famous that oh nelson mandela that's what nelson mandela said Mm -hmm. that abba was his favorite pop group
0: that is i
1: i don't know like
0: this is an actual thought i have had on numerous times i do not like abba and i don't know if there's something wrong with me i think there's something
1: wrong with you i think
0: there might be um, I think it's because you're American. <laughs> I don't know, but I wonder if that's a thing. It might be a thing. I'm looking and at I you. do, like, talking about this kind of Eurovision European appeal, like, yeah. ABBA does have a very Euro sound, and I don't know if that's a chicken and egg thing. Um, because, for example, I would not qualify, like, the Beatles as having a very Euro sound. Um, right. I, I wonder, and I'm certainly no Beatles expert, but I wonder if that has to do with them kind of coming to America and ABBA didn't quite do that in the same way that the Beatles did. Um, Well, I I think
1: for the Beatles, it was probably more, they were more rock and roll. Yeah. So they were getting the, um, a lot of their sound from America Anyway, but yeah. also like early Beatles stuff right. is very euro.
0: Yeah, that's true. I can see that. I'm trying to think like we're talking like disco time, so like Yeah. I don't know, the Bee Gees, like there is an interesting like American disco sound and like Euro disco sound in my mind that are there's a little different. Like the Euro disco sound is more like electronica influenced and uh-huh. the American disco sound is more like R&B soul influenced. Yeah. Um, Yeah, certainly with tinges of each other. Um, And like, don't get me wrong. I think Dancing Queen is catchy as F. Um, You know, like I I have had um, Lay All Your Love On Me stuck in my head for like a week and I can't stand it. Um, But and part of it, I also wonder if I'm like back hating this. If like my distaste for Mamma Mia the musical has seeped into my feelings about ABBA
1: oh god Um, that's such a shame if that's the case (laughs) but then it's it's one of those things like with ABBA just just living in the UK you grow up with it you can't mm -hmm. you can't escape it I'm not sure how um I'd be interested to know from some of our younger listeners or some of our younger UK listeners Mm -hmm. like is ABBA still a thing for you guys but like you know for me it was always on like you know it'd be the one you're driving you're on a long drive put on ABBA yeah have a gold get all the best at, expect, you know what i mean like, like
0: like dancing queen like that's a song that i imagine plenty of even american kids have heard you know may yeah. not know where it came from but like they went to a wedding once or had played at a school dance once and yeah you know queen elizabeth was in the corner at their seventh grade dance she was and loving that dance. stood up for a moment to just you know yeah. poke her fingers in the air and do a yep. little shimmy um
1: that's what she does that's her, her token move <laughs>
0: But I do I do think, and granted, it still played plenty long on Broadway, but the mm. fact that it is no longer playing on Broadway while still playing on the West End, uh-huh. I think al- also speaks to a difference between West End musical theater and American musical theater, Broadway musical theater, mm-hmm. um, but also speaks to a difference in the tastes of British audience and European audiences, frankly versus American audiences, and even, like, the American tourist audience. Um, Yeah. You know, I would wager it's why Jersey... Like, Jersey Boys found an equally similar success from Mm. an American standpoint as a jukebox musical on Broadway um, Mm -hmm. that I think Mamma Mia also did. I haven't actually looked at their opening number, so I don't know if that's the best example, but...
1: What do you mean, opening number?
0: Like, if... I don't know how long Jersey Boys played
1: um oh it's like two behind so mamma mia or something close enough uh um, yeah oh totally it did really really well yeah um and again did also did really really well in the west end but mamma mia is still going right in jersey
0: think. i don't think it is um if it yeah no
1: i don't think it is. anyway um so yeah that, i think i think you're right i think there is a slight difference in because mm-hmm. it is very euro and we we do love like that's the thing is i feel like Everyone has a soft spot for yeah. ABBA.
0: Well, I also... Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think that that the success of ABBA music certainly contributes a lot to the success of Mamma Mia. But I yeah. think one of the bigger things, which maybe we'll get to at some point, is because this is a weird jukebox musical with kind of a disjointed plot, there's <laughs> kind of the cat's effect to it. Pardon me. right? know right? okay. I'm throwing all your shows under the bus. Um, <laughs> but like... Cats is popular with an international crowd, uh, and specifically was popular with a tourist, a non English speaking tourist crowd in New York, yeah. Because you didn't quite need to know the language to like get mm-hmm. through it, and mm-hmm. plenty of productions are ma- of Mamma Mia are translated, but like yeah, loads
1: actually. But
0: it because the lyrics of the songs aren't terribly important to like understanding the plot, uh-huh. the translation becomes less important
1: and yeah and you can just enjoy the, the good tune. and
0: like the level of the the level that the plot of the show exists at kind of caters itself to a variety of translations whereas like i think even something like um like les mis it is i think uh-huh. it is a, a feat that les mis was um accurately and appropriately translated from french into english um And, like, found similar artistry in the words and didn't seem terribly clunky in a bunch of ways. Um, And, I, you know, that is a a thing you see less often, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, I I think I would agree with that. And, um, yeah, yeah. No, I I would fully agree with that. Yes! Well done. I critiqued cats in front of Jimmy and he agreed with me. Yeah. No, but I think, I mean, we talked about that before. Yeah, that doesn't make true. me not love cats. <laughs> I think that's true. a great thing, true. actually. that yeah. you can Anyone can enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you back. <sighs> um, but no, like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just a nice thing. And I think uh, one of the things that links cats and Mamma Mia mm-hmm. is that it's just uh, pure joy. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just so much like so much fun. Which
0: is it is fascinating. I went back and read a bunch of opening night reviews. Um, yeah, and because I'm filled with cynic- cynicism for this show, I was so surprised they were largely positive and like largely positive in spite of a bunch of like very biting very accurate critique about like "Eh, there's not a lot of plot it's just a fun night at the theater but man is it a fun night at the theater yeah Um, exactly which that isn't usually the the pattern that critics take you know um like reviews for footloose are very different
1: um yeah for sure,
0: but I see a similar. You know, Footloose is also just kind of fun. Um, so I don't know. I find like some <laughs> something about Mamma Mia like broke through that wall.
1: Totally. Um, so gorgeous segue. Let's try and work out what did that. That's bad. I, just, I want to take that back. I don't like that. I not like that. I just said that. Um so yeah, okay. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Mamma Mia has the most intricate plot in all of musical theatre. I I'm not gonna say that. I might. <laughs> you certainly won't. You already have said the opposite about twelve times. No,
0: but here's the thing. Um I don't think okay, intricate's the wrong word. Complicated. Um Yes. And maybe not even complicated. These all these things pretend they don't have the word nuanced attached to them. <laughs> like, right. The plot is confusing and frivolous. What happens in Act F- Two?
1: Frivolous, I will give you. Yeah. Act Two is lovely. What
0: What plot points happen in Act Two?
1: She She like grows to get to know her father's more. She has a lovely bonding with moment with her mother. And then Donna finally uh, decides to marry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> ha! It's, I know this musical very well. So you're not going to be able to catch me Oh, It's more, um, so
0: here's, and I wrote this here.
1: Um. Yep.
0: Like, when I was in college, I worked on Two Gentlemen of Verona. Um, yep. Among a bunch of other Shakespeare's, but knew Two Gents pretty well. Yep. It's plot. While not comparable in content to Mamma yes. Mia, is kind of equally as frivolous in a lot of ways. I uh-huh. think a lot of like lesser Shakespeare's. So don't picture your Midsummers, but picture like Winter's Tale. Um, yes, the ones that people don't do. The reason people don't do them is because the plots are confusing and a little frivolous, while being yeah. like confu- like confusing in their complexities. Um, yes and, winding yeah winding that's a great word for it um yep. and yet you know however many hundred years later i have a complete works of william shakespeare on my bookshelf right now and totally. i'm like, forced to study it in college um yep. and so i wonder that about the mamma plot sometimes <laughs>
1: Tell you what, though, I'd rather sit through Mamma Mia than sit through Two Gentlemen of Verona. That's true, because any second
0: they're just going to start singing. But, like, and I'm sure this is a bunch of questions that Mamma Mia 2 Electric Boogaloo will answer. Um, Uh But, like, why do Donna and her best friends previously have a music singing career? Like... When, Why not? When did she meet these men? Presumably around
1: the... seventies. 70s.
0: Greek, uh, how did she get the Greek island? Uh, uh, the grandmother of one of them left it to her when uh-huh. she was taking care of her. Was this before or after? What happened to her music career? What, like... But what why is do we but you the... have a sequel now. <laughs> I know. And like this is what they're gonna mine to create this sequel. But yeah. the the only reason they have these plot points is because they needed to like create them to like make Dancing Queen an appropriate song to sing in this show.
1: Yep, and Super Trooper. Yeah,
0: the only reason the Dynamos existed is because there's a bunch of, is because ABBA existed and this is an ABBA jukebox musical. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey Boys got around this by being a bio-musical. Um, exactly. Whereas Mamma Mia just tried to be its own plot. Yeah. And then... Well, let's
1: not, let's not get into the jukebox musical chat just now. Fine. Uh... <laughs> we'll get there, okay? Keep that soapbox at bay. But As I a think... moment, Let's just talk about the show, but yeah
0: there there is just enough plot to latch onto um yeah. and the rest in what i will admit is a very musical theater way is very hand-wavy like and who cares uh uh-huh. and she Which met about hand-wavy and she met all these men and who cares um, oh i see and they have you know lives off of this island and who cares um you know and we'll justify it away in a line a little bit and who cares you know and i feel like a lot of the plot is like that and i think a lot of musical theater does that i think a lot of musical theater that i don't like does that yeah Um, exactly but it is something that is part of this art form and i will accept begrudgingly yeah
1: Yeah, like it isn't it's not the deeper you know we're not it's not this high art piece at all. but i think what it does have are some amazing moments throughout it um that is purely the root of its success like i don't think it's just the abba songs Mm -hmm. i think it's its content um really yeah yeah like the abba songs like the abba songs are great yeah i think the thing that keeps people going back because you could just listen to an abba cd why wouldn't you I. I, why wouldn't you just do that why would you keep watching the movie
0: on default not having thought up a complete justification for this in my mind i would have landed yeah. on the flip-flop i would have said the thing that this show has going for it are the abba songs um yeah that, and that the plot is just a way to get you to the next song
1: yeah well i think for me what i think is the abba songs get you in the theater and then the moments in the show are the things that keep you sat in your seat do you know if, if that makes sense as in like stops you from leaving is <laughs> what i mean
0: I mean, Pierce Brosnan standing on a rock attempting to sing almost made me leave the theater.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Pierce Brosnan, different story. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat. We're talking stage. Um, but right. So, uh, right. Just examples. Case studies. Okay. Case studies. Okay. Um, One of my old best, best friends in the world watched this movie every single week. Um, wow. With with her mum. Okay. Um, went to see it any single time it was in town which was a lot. Uh-huh. Um they would always go see it. It was their absolute favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um because and solely because of slipping through my fingers. Really? Like that moment and maybe it's because we're not women um mm-hmm. but that moment they said is like one of their favorite yeah. things yeah. that they had ever seen. and like she's a big musicals fan like she's yeah. a big musicals fan but there was something about that that she'd never seen before. That really pure yeah mother-daughter relationship i will
0: um, i will give you i think of of all the songs in the entire show slipping through my fingers is, is like the most content appropriate for its moment um, yeah totally and i think there's, but that's mm, there's sorry. like there's a spectrum of those songs in this show and some of the other ones mm. like take a chance on me is like yep. super content appropriate in its moment but also yep. not terribly moving because the content is uh-huh. not is like super surface level um yeah
1: you know, and then... Winner like, takes it all? Winner... Well... Um, Come on, you can't deny winner takes it all.
0: It's... But, like, that's a, a gambling metaphor. Like, so much of this pop disco music,
1: you know, is not... But that's fine. That's, you know, she's just taking uh You know, you run with a metaphor. But I, and Dave, that's the song. But the, the content of right. that song and what that song means is pure storytelling.
0: Yeah, and what they make that song mean. I wish they gave themselves permission to rewrite some of these lyrics. I
1: wish... Well, they. they I mean, they did occasionally, but you can't, you can't change the winner takes it all because that's the song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't change that because then it becomes something different. But I don't think it's one of those things. It's like, would you have wanted them then to have included a scene previously where Dawn is like, I'm a card shark, and I... Um, the biggest polka star in Greece, I mean, and so the the way it all pays off at the end, like
0: they include a song where like Meryl Streep stands on the front of a boat with a gold gown behind her and has a bunch of like superimposed gambling references on it, that's and very true. I think Eagle. it's really stupid that they do it, but they need to do it to make the song make sense, like I would much rather they make the song make sense. <laughs>
1: But that wouldn't work for the because the whole thing about the winner takes It all is it is just this lovely moment, like uh, kind of gambling metaphor aside. You know, you could talk about the fact as gambling with love and gambling with feelings, yeah. like which is actually what it's talking about. That's what the metaphor is. Like, I think I think it's totally, totally fine in a really beautiful moment. So what what is what
0: is what is Donna's subtext in the winner takes it all? What is she um, What is she saying to
1: Pierce Brosnan? She's basically just saying, uh, I loved you. We had this great thing and you threw it all the way. Are you happy? Mm -hmm. That's what I would say.
0: Okay. Like, it feels like she could just sing the song without the lyrics, like just sing solfege over it. (laughs) And it would have exactly the same meaning in the story.
1: What? what I, do you mean?
0: I think the lyrics of The Winner Takes It All in that moment, in that show, are inconsequential. There's tiny bits. But tell me, does she kiss like I used to kiss you? Does it feel the same when she calls your name? Somewhere deep inside, you Yeah, must he's know. got a fiancé. Right. Yeah, that's one stanza of like a 16 stanza song. The gods may throw the dice, their minds as cold as ice, and someone way down here loses someone dear. The winner takes it all, the loser has to fall. It's simple and it's plain, why should I complain? As bullshit pop lyrics bullshit pop lyrics
1: Uh, by the way tommy i if i had it to hand i would be able to find you equally bullshit pop lyrics from a musical that has been written for with a song that has been written for that show do you know what i mean i could find you worse yes yes do you know what i mean like absolutely you know i mean they're not uh deeply rooted in the plot but at the end of the day what she's talking about there still makes sense in this context absolutely it does absolutely it does yeah (laughs) and like it's just it's this love it's this really nice moment that she just gets to kind of be like listen uh you've really hurt me this can you see can you understand that this isn't this isn't fair like it, it says all of this stuff
0: and then we wait three scenes before he's like, oh, by the way, I'm divorced. you want to get married? Like... Because
1: mm-hmm. it's a lovely, happy ending.
0: Right. And because we need to get there. Why doesn't he say it right there? Why isn't he like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I came back... Because beca-
1: she's just kind of smacked him. Across, and then she runs amazingly up the hill. Up the very long staircase and isn't exactly. out of breath when she gets to the top. The um, icon- that thing is so iconic. Is <laughs> that um, but yeah, the, I think... I, I really do think when it takes it all... Um, and uh, slipping Through My Fingers are two incredible moments, mm-hmm. like incredible moments specifically slipping Through My Fingers. There isn't really a good song like that, a good, like, lovely, beautiful, pure mother-daughter song. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That isn't steeped in, like, oh, we have issues as a mother and daughter, or, oh, I don't understand you, or, oh, our love is difficult. It's just, oh, I love you so much, and you're growing up uh do you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean i i think there's plenty of things to be said about the witch's lament in into the woods or but that's of things... not
1: that's not a lovely you're not gonna i'm not gonna be sitting there with my mom and be like Ah, oh, no one knows what's out there in the world like you know what i mean that isn't a lovely tender moment that is a dark moment and then she like cuts off all of her hair right like, their relationship isn't a lovely mother-daughter relationship their relationship is a twisted mother-daughter relationship yeah what you have with donna and sophie is a lovely mother-daughter relationship there is some period of that pure purity there
0: i guess the thing the thing that absolutely the thing that bristles me so much is like that's to me and i wonder if this is my chauvinism showing um uh-huh. to me that seems
1: like an unimportant and uninteresting story <laughs> Oh my God, that is your chauvinism joy. I think that's okay. a beautiful thing. I really do because, I mean, like testament to the fact that my friend watches it every week. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if they still do that, but, you know, for them, that was this lovely moment that they could share. Yeah. And then like when um she went off to university, mm-hmm. like that is what, you know, that is basically what this song is about. Yeah. Um, And it just like to, to be able to have that resonance. Yeah. If, you know, you're including it in, our musical theater world yeah i'm totally down for it yeah totally down for it it's amazing yeah um and then the rest of it is just some like really great tunes like uh-huh. there's some really and i'm not saying there's not duffers in there uh-huh. i think there were a couple of like twangs but <laughs> yeah. um for the most part i think it's done really really well yeah weren't expecting that one, oh, were you <laughs>
0: no i don't know if we can be friends anymore
1: uh. <laughs> i know that's two in a row oh, <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah no I, I i do like i'm not i'm not coming at it saying it's like the best musical ever blah blah blah, blah. right but i think it does what it says on the tin it does and you i think I, mean? I do
0: think that that's part of its success and i acknowledge like this musical's not for me um like not yeah. not like both as like i acknowledge that like yeah <laughs> This is not for me from my own opinion, but also, like, I'm, you know, looking for that deeply heady, like, intense piece of theater art in every piece of musical theater, and this doesn't scratch that itch for me, Um, which then... that's totally fair. ...because we live in our, you know, dichotomous world, I must, of course, hate it with every fiber of my being, because if I don't like it, that's the only other option. Um, Exactly. Which I recognize as an exaggeration and problematic, but we'll move past it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think, like, so testament to just like how good this is and how much joy this show brings mm-hmm. um, is the fact that post nine eleven it was the first show to open again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that tells you everything because it is, it is, it is lovely, mindless escapism. Yes. It absolutely is, and I really think there's a total place for that in the world. That... That's why I love cats. Like
0: <laughs> that point, I, I will get on board with you too, and I do yeah. think I, I. Um... Turn up my cynicism dial a little much sometimes with mm-hmm. shows like this, but I like people love Mamma Mia, and yep. to bringing people joy is also a huge part of musical theater and theater making and entertainment. Um, totally, and to just go like he- to dive headfirst into that in a, in the same in the thing that Mamma Mia does, um, yeah, you know, it. I absolutely enjoy that and acknowledge that. I think the thing, the thing that gets to me is like. I would wager that something like, um, hairspray. Yeah. At the end of the show. Yeah. People are dancing and grooving in their seats, leaving the theater like, man, yeah, wow, do I feel so happy, right? Yeah. But hairspray also takes that opportunity to take you through this really happy story to throw some like really hard hitting civil rights issues towards you. Yeah. Um, and like.
1: I want more theater that does that, you know? For sure. Absolutely. No, that's the thing is absolutely, I mean, you know, you're, you are preaching to the choir here, but I do think, I think there is a time and a place. And I think, um, uh, for, for uh, it's one of those things for us to have conversations with people about musical theater, Mhm um without having to go in and be like oh my god so this musical uh ghost quartet is really good it's like right. set over all of time right um etc you know what i mean yeah whereas right. you can go and be like oh my god did you see my mom? did you love mommy that is so good like right. you know it's a way that i can go to the theater yeah. with my mum right. and have an absolutely amazing time yeah like I will. I'm happy for situations like that to yeah. be created. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There are sure. some people who don't like to mix politics and theater. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's one and the same. Right. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I know you share that opinion. Yeah. Um, but there are some people who, you know. They just they don't want it. Yeah. They're like, no, I want to go to theater to escape, and yeah. that's that's totally fine. That's their choice for sure. It does
0: the. I'm slowly, and I'm going to be a little cagey here because I'm slowly working on a project, and I don't like to talk overtly too much about them. Um, but Absolutely. I'm slowly working on a, on a project with music written by a rock star, um, uh-huh. and the one of the um, co-authors of the show goes to see a concert that this rock star performs in, like while they're working on the show. Um, yeah. And talks very much about, like, man, why can't musical theater get the same reaction that an audience at a rock concert gets? Um, yeah. You know, whether it's an intense rock concert or not, um, but just, like, from the moment the downbeat happens people are just in love and all on the same page Mm -hmm. about this piece of art that's happening right now. And I think part of it does have to do with the, like, separation there, that, like, you're Mm -hmm. going to a rock concert and you're going to listen to music and you don't need to justify why you enjoy listening to music to people. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, going to a piece of musical theater, sometimes there's a thought that, like, you have to justify why we go from one thing to the next, like, why, Mm -hmm. you know, there's more... Content's the wrong word, but, like... And even structure is the wrong word. I don't know, uh, uh, like, through line that's just, like, built into the form there that, like, you can get away with not having at a concert. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that it's not there, not to say that concerts aren't structured with, I think, equally as intense of a through line, but it's less yeah. less overt. Um, and doesn't need to be quite as justified in the
1: moment. Like, Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I think, like, there's, there doesn't need to be as much intention behind... Going to a gig is going to the theater right is that or, what you mean like kind of, you like, set yourself up for it or... why
0: when we when we finish playing our third song and stop playing or and start playing our fourth song why did we mm-hmm. start playing our fourth song because the third song was over like mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it and that's the only reason you need whereas like in hello dolly how do we go from put on your sunday clothes to ribbons down my back like a lot of yep. things have to happen right there to get us from one song to right. the next okay, song I see what you mean. um yeah, and yeah, like yeah. not that both sets aren't like, there's a reason we go from third song to fourth song in the rock concert, but we don't have to like extol that reason to the audience as overtly. Yeah, it's just
1: to do with RPM, yeah, as opposed to right, yeah,
0: yeah or like yeah. we had an upper and now we need a downer or whatever. Yeah. Um, or you know, so and so needs to catch their breath, so this is a, an easier song. Um, yeah, exactly, but still, you know, and we've talked about this with sports, I think, a couple times too, but like <laughs> the fact that these things can get audiences so immediately invested mm. in the thing that's happening and mamma mia does that because it kind of capitalizes on this abba-esque concert going feel um totally. and i do think one of the reasons it's able to do that is because the plot is just consequential enough um yeah
1: yeah exactly it's without being alienating and without being weird like it yeah. is simple enough right that it's like yeah got it
0: yeah and it's, it's not um, with, like yeah.
1: we don't we don't spend a
0: lot of time being like, well, why did all these men leave Donna at various times in her life? And yeah. how did she get through this terrible moment of being a single? Like we talk about it enough, but yeah. just enough, like with half of a hand wave um, yeah. so that you've appeased any person who's asked that question. But we're not going to sit and like sing you a whole song about, you know, how difficult Donna's past was yeah exactly but um maybe we will and here we go again
1: well when, maybe we will the shares there too <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <been> great <that laughs> she leaves
0: home in the early morning waving goodbye with an absent-minded smile i watch her go with a search of that way And I have to sit down
1: Well, I actually now want to talk about hmm. Donna. daughter um, but uh, yeah, kind of going on into what we were just talking about there, yep. like it is a simple plot, but I think that I think there is a lot behind it, or certainly um at least the world around it. Mm-hmm. there's a lot behind it, yeah, um first of all, has to be said, gets said all the time, so we have to say it as well. Mm-hmm. uh this was really important in terms of the history of musical theater and representation in musical theater Absolutely. for being one of the first productions to be helmed by uh three women mm-hmm. so obviously Catherine johnson written the book mm-hmm. um judy kramer was the producer and philadelphia lloyd was the director yeah um and these gals were properly at the helm mm-hmm. of this whole thing and making sure that it was something that uh was a strong and Important piece of theater that, that that they wanted. I think it was. I think it started off. Um, Is Judy Kramer's idea? Mm-hmm. She, I think, was a producer on Chess.
0: Okay, that I want to say that sounds right.
1: Yeah, um, and so it obviously worked with Benny Bjorn, mm-hmm. um, and then Judy then approached Philida or Catherine. Mm-hmm. I think Catherine next. to be like because yeah that's what it was because Catherine had written plays before she'd never done a musical Mm -hmm. and she was like i think you'd be great for this Mm -hmm. um and then i don't know how philida came on board um but yeah basically this kind of dream team Mm -hmm. was assembled and working towards this um and i think it's so important that women were at the helm of this because i think it could have been uh bad and very misdirected otherwise Mm -hmm. um and this all goes down to ABBA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Abba is a very kind of interesting band. So um, they were married to each other, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, who was married to who? Uh, I think <laughs> Benny was married to Anna Fried. Okay. And Bjorn was married to Agnetha, I think.
0: You got a you got we'll a 50-50 go <laughs> <of> chance. So.
1: <laughs> we'll go with that. Anyway, so they were they were together. Um and obviously a lot of their songs are about love and mm-hmm. the different natures of love and blah blah blah. Um but uh they were all very um written from a male's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh and not the most like necessarily respectful male yeah like Um, in the way
0: that i think a lot of pop songs just kind of fall into a lot of male written pop songs
1: yeah exactly and then it was just kind of a bit odd as well that at the same time their wives were singing them right yeah you know yeah bit strange um so the one that the one that i always think about and to put in the context of mamma mia Mm -hmm. um and why these women did such a wonderful thing with it is they kind of flipped the script on a lot of the genders yes of who was singing what yeah um and the big one i, I always think is sos mm-hmm. um by starting that with pierce brosnan can't remember the like, no that's why i keep saying pierce brosnan harry i don't know is he harry i think no harry's colin firth doesn't matter <laughs> anyway pierce brosnan <laughs> right because <laughs> who else do you hear yeah um he really is when the you start... definitive recorder of this so. Exactly. Um he's then becoming this uh, kind of like desperate character mm-hmm. of wanting you know what I mean wanting her and trying to plead with her to like take him back uh that I'm still wanting ya yeah, hen. Mm-hmm. Um and just by adding that it just changes the script a bit. It stops yeah. it from being like oh I am a sad woman and I just want yeah. Love, uh, yeah. To a completely different viewpoint. Yeah. Um, and I read an interview recently. Uh, it was one of the guys who played Harry on Broadway. mm mm-hmm. uh, And it was just when the show was closing. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about basically the fact that he's really happy that he gets to play a bit part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this show, because that's what the men are. Mm-hmm they're just foils yeah um whereas normally that role is filled right by the women
0: yes In like the rest of musical theater yeah exactly pre-mamma mia (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. totally so like traditionally that is it's how it's done yeah um whereas the gals have totally flipped the script on this yeah um and like and have put these really strong women at the core
0: yeah and in, like, moving and, like, important songs like SOS and also in, like, Does Your Mother Know, which is just an upbeat tuner to, like, get us out of a sad song into another sad song and we mm-hmm. just need a moment to laugh in the middle. But mm-hmm. still flip the script. Because, like, isn't, isn't Does Your Mother Know, isn't that sung by um, Bjorn? Um, Bjorn. B- Bjorn. <laughs> Perdona me. Um, but a male, male voice, right? Um, I think so, yeah. And flipped in to be like a, a really powerful bit funny women's song um totally and like throughout this that happens over and over and over again in the show in like big important ways and like not important ways too and i think the yeah. not the not important ways then become equally as important
1: yeah totally because it's relentless it's just like right. it is you know like i think another one is um lay all your love on me mm-hmm that's another one where he's just like, "I'm devoted to you." Yeah, right. Hey, you know what I mean? It's like great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's. It's just so nice to see that relationship where the guys are just like really into their women. Yeah, and the women don't have to be fighting for them all the time. Right. They're just yeah, and loving not it.
0: there's not like it would be so easy to put in, um, you know women fighting for the attention of the same man Mm -hmm. um, in this show. Yeah, exactly.
1: One of those scripts. Yeah. Three women going for one, get something like that. Right. Like there's a
0: whole, and like, even as written, there's a million places you could slot it in, but it never happens. And that's so, you know, it's such a wonderful thing.
1: Absolutely. Um, Now, this is something that I want to kind of discuss with you is Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen Obviously, there's a lot of talk about Mamma Mia because of the film, which is Mm -hmm. great because it means we can really do a lot of research. Um, But there's kind of two camps. Mm -hmm. um, And this is uh, from female authors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got one camp that is saying the women in the show are just really broad. Mm -hmm. They're kind of graphic. A bit gratuitous um, and not very ladylike okay. shall we say it. uh-huh then there's another camp who is saying like this is a bunch of normal women
0: yeah absolutely this is a bunch of normal women let like yeah. can we go through the history of musical theater picture guys and dolls like yeah luck be a lady tonight the, the the title song when you meet a guy he's probably whipped that he's doing it like men yep. in musical theater have been equally as crude and lewd for forever why can't women be and like i think even crude and lewd is hyperbole um maybe in both camps um but yeah that's so is powerful and important and like speaks to the themes of this show like Mm -hmm. you know uh uh she doesn't get married in the end um yeah as a, as a big old FU to like, why are we falling into this traditional thing when it's not for us and, you know, wasn't for my mother. Um, and you know, and like when we spent all this time getting ready for it, but screw that. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. There's so many moments of just like FU to tradition in yeah. general. Like yeah. there's no, you know, the fact that Sophie's like, Oh well, don't know who my dad is. That's fine. I'll just have three dads, and everyone's right. like, yeah, sounds great." Yeah, do you or know like, what I mean.
0: However, however many times, like Christine Baranski's, like because I don't know her name either. Um, you know whether talking about her five husbands or her plastic surgery. Um, and like you know, get it. Yeah, you do. You like absolutely awesome. Absolutely, screw the rest. Um, and like I think it is. I find it almost insulting that some of those plot points seem revolutionary because if you flipped the genders, they would be like so boring. Um, But it took this long for any, maybe not any piece of art, but a musical Mm. to Mm -hmm. put some of these things forward and give, you know, this is certainly a girl power show in a big way. Yeah, totally.
1: It really, really is. And it's great because like, you know i see my mum, for example hanging out with her pals and mm-hmm. having a great time yeah it's all this chat yeah do you know what i mean it's all this chat and i think that's so good and it you totally get why these groups of women are going and loving it because i do think there is this element of like finally i get to see myself on the stage it's not this like beautifully perfectly poised and presented yeah um you know aspect of a female yeah yeah uh, that nobody can actually really relate to um it's just you know three women making dick jokes yeah exactly i do love it
0: i do wonder so i i have this question for you because i'm running through this hmm. in my mind um in this show how many relationship moments are female
1: initiated if that makes sense are you talking bechdel oh uh, no i'm not actually oh, okay i'm
0: talking um so like there's lots of talk that like Sophie's kind of in charge of the wedding with Sky. She wanted this yes. big white wedding. Um, she's also the one who, like, might call it off and then does, you know, not uncall it off and then recall it off, right? Yes. Um, um, the, you know, in um, Does Your Mother Know? Um, you know, certainly, I don't know if that the character even has a name. Um, he
1: does. It's, uh, it begins with a T, I think.
0: Right. The, the boy. Um, it's like Tommy.
1: Per- probably.
0: Perfect. Great name. Um, but like while he might be the initiator pepper pepper yeah like tommy you know you just start calling me pepper now that's fine yeah um i would i I was gonna say things about christine bransky um the (laughs) but like while pepper certainly initiates christine bransky certainly has the power in that song um Mm -hmm. i do wonder then if pierce brosnan Um, asking Donna at the end, if they want to get married, is the right ending for this show? Like, could you, could you tweak it just a little bit somehow so that Donna can ask him? Um...
1: But um yeah, I know what you mean, but then I like the fact that it's just in Donna's hands and it yeah. is just very I guess that's uh, true. She
0: gets the chance to say yes or no.
1: Yeah, because it's not the it's not the sweeping like da 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 and the only option she has to do is say yes. Right. Do you know what I mean? It is in fact totally unexpected. <laughs> yeah, she's almost like the way she says it is almost just like eh, yeah, why the hell yeah. not? Yeah. Like which I, it is it's not like Oh, yes, I will. All right. oh, my dreams have come true. Yeah. It's just like, let's keep singing ABBA.
0: Exactly. Well, yes, that too. I do think that's that's important. I think that's also the power, of, you know, how many musicals end in a wedding. Um, mm. But most musicals that end in a wedding, you could probably watch the first 15 minutes and point at the people you think are going to be married at the end of the show.
1: Yeah. And with Mamma Mia, you'd be wrong. Um, exactly. Which, exactly.
0: you know, there is something... Um, and that's the
1: nice thing about this, is yeah. that it doesn't end with a wedding. Right. It just ends with a girl going off and having some great independent times away from her mother. Like, it's, uh, you know what I mean? I think this show ends with a
0: Megamix production that ends in Waterloo. <laughs> very, very true. That's because, what I meant. <laughs> because, and I am convinced of this and have yet to find supporting evidence, but I think when they were writing, they were like, all right, we found a way to get the song Mamma Mia in, we found a way to get the song Dancing Queen in. And they're yeah. like going through ABBA's like top hits. And they're like, oh, God, we got to put Waterloo in somewhere. Yeah. How do we... oh, do it, like, do they hang a picture of Napoleon on the wall? Like, how are we gonna? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like, you know what? Just put it at the end. Just, it'll all be done. And then we'll yeah. sing Waterloo.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I have to, but that's the thing is I'm like, at that point, yeah, you're totally ready for it. Because you're like, come on. Yeah. Exactly. When's Waterloo happening, please? Yep. Uh, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm fine with that. And I'm glad they didn't try and shoehorn in some <laughs> French battle. <laughs> um, it is in the sequel, though. Oh, well,
0: who knows? Narratively. Maybe, maybe when they travel back in time, they travel all the way back to Napoleonic time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Dang. I don't think it works. But the singer of it... Uh Uh, i really love weird coincidence Uh he was also in the london production of american psycho very
0: weird coincidence
1: very weird coincidence we made that happen again that was us um but yeah so i think that's again another one of the reasons why i like this show yeah is because it is doing a lot of things that other shows yeah you know aren't doing aren't doing and it's something that is totally accessible yes you know yeah um and that's great i just i really do want to read this quote because i think it's amazing yeah um it was from an article can't remember where sorry (laughs) it'll be in the show notes uh so it says It, meaning Mamma Mia, posits a transgenerational pansexual paradise that's so deeply queer that when one of the characters come out of the closet late in the movie, the revelation seems superfluous. We've just spent the last 90 minutes singing ABBA while line dancing on docks and snorkeling flippers, and you're telling us you're gay? Big whoop. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I do think, and
0: like, there are plenty of problems I have with the show, but my biggest one is that bill um i think that's harry harry whichever one comes out um i hate it it's like a gay it's like it's a gay joke i hate it so much
1: so i know what you mean but also it's it's not it's not as severe because it isn't like and i'm gay (laughs) singing a song about being gay Okay, it's true. just like oh but the way i've got a partner and he's here do you know what i mean like that's yeah that's, it's just it is it is exactly as that says where it's that's just true. like i'm gay but people are like wow i'm off to just sing dazzy queen right it's like have you noticed everyone
0: on. here is shirtless and covered in water already like it, it exactly it you looks, must have had a great holiday it like. looks like a scene out of a gay club already like
1: <laughs> totally yeah um so, I actually think it's, it's funny because, like, in back in my self-hating homophobic days, mm. um, I remember that happened. I was like, Of course, a gay character, <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> just <be> like, Sure, <laughs> <Of> course, <there laughs> after is. sitting
0: through all of Mama Me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's like, they're everywhere. Um, so yeah, but you know, but like, that's the so thing, but now I'm like, Yeah, stuff it, why not? That's great, yeah, that's totally great, and it isn't. It,
0: I do enjoy that it is not like. And now I will sing "Dancing Queen." Right? It's no
1: gay or European.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank God. Um, okay, you've convinced me.
1: Great about yes. that. About that point. I'm doing so well. Slowly but surely, I'm going to make you like everything
0: God, i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and there's gonna be a vhs of cats like sitting on my coffee table <laughs> yeah. and i'm gonna be like where did this come from and like i'm gonna hear like a british from andrew lloyd weber as he like swoops out of his with his cape down the hallway
1: exactly that's exactly what's gonna happen yeah
0: it's also how andrew lloyd weber laughs so
1: yeah uh-huh. i think it is um so yeah so Mamma mia oh well done <laughs>
0: oh fine can we talk about jukebox musicals so i can be angry again
1: (laughs) yes sure
0: hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again
1: so download the priceline
0: app today your savings are waiting
1: musicals jimmy (laughs) yeah i know it's so tricky it's so so tricky
0: yeah yeah because Because... we are in an art form of adaptation you know that's
1: all yeah yep yep
0: and like so then where where do you draw the line and how do you create your borders and you can't clearly um but i wish i don't know and like jersey boys is an interesting foil for me because i don't enjoy jersey boys either um uh-huh. particularly oh interesting i i i find it interesting have you seen it i have seen it actually um okay. i saw it uh, on tour in chicago um yeah. with like it was like over maybe winter, like december time and so they uh-huh. were like they were running like five swings everyone was on their own holiday right break. okay yeah um and so like it a lot of the show was kind of a joke to them too which mm-hmm. peeved me a little bit um cuz i was like come on i paid money to come see this but that's Mm -hmm. another story um i like structure wise i enjoy jersey boys as a structure i like the music i am just kind of against it as a concept which i know is an awful standpoint to have um Mm -hmm. i do i think i do sit in these standpoints because a lot of musical theater is a zero-sum game and Mm -hmm. for every mamma mia for every jersey boys for every spongebob that's one fewer great comets or You know, whatever is going to happen next. Um, Yeah. I I think that is where some of my perhaps unjustified mild rage comes from at Mm -hmm. shows like this. I'd much rather another great comet than SpongeBob, per se. Mm -hmm. Um, And because there are only so many theaters on that dang street. Although
1: you can't count SpongeBob in this discussion because it's not a jukebox musical. But... Donna Summer the musical.
0: Donna Summer the musical. Beautiful. Yep. Um and like these became a thing.
1: Like Mamma Mia launched uh, a genre. Um but so this is this is the tricky thing because you've already said three that I regard as like things I really enjoy. Like yeah. I really enjoy Jersey Boys. Yeah. I loved it. I saw it on the West End and I thought it was incredible. I didn't really know any of the music. Right. Um, and I saw it quite early on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hadn't even like listened to the Jersey Boys cast recording. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To get to know Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons' right. music. Right. So I kind of went into it as if it was just a show. Yeah. And it totally worked. And the music was amazing. And yeah. And the book's kind of... good.
0: Yeah. No, I the agree. The
1: book is really good. Like uh, it is, it is the one that I always say that is my favorite jukebox musical. Yeah. I because do. Because I really, really loved it. Um, Yep. I,
0: I do very honestly think, and I've been trying to unpack this in my brain for a long time.
1: I do think,
0: perhaps, like my irrational hatred of Andrew Lloyd Webber, I have uh-huh. a very much irrational dislike. Of it's just an instant jukebox musicals. Urgh. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think um, it's something I would share with you, just because it's so. It's it is starting to saturate. The genre, yeah. Um, there's more music, there's more jukebox musicals now than there ever have been. It's that kind of like there's a great infographic that i will put in the show notes, yeah. Um, kind of showing the different uh genres of musical theatre yeah. being produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the jukebox musical one just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. I think that um, I-,
0: I think that's it. I think it's a it is a m- macro dislike. Is that? Mm-hmm. I don't particularly dislike any of these individually and could absolutely point to the things that I like in them that I also like in other pieces of musical theater.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I intrinsically like more original art more. I think uh-huh. it is more creative, more unique, more purpose-created. Like, mm-hmm. I think there that it is possible to create a musical that is just as popular and just as fun and just as catchy and just as successful as Mm -hmm. any of these jukebox musicals originally. I I think it's a little more difficult. I think it takes a little more commitment to art. And that also in my brain, like increases the quality of it. And I know that this is somewhat of a fallacy in my mind. It's like when um, bad rehearsal processes put out good products um mm. and that like you don't want to like the good product because you know the mm-hmm. rehearsal was bad, but that still doesn't make the product actually any worse. Yeah. Um it it fits in the same category in my mind that like I know, yeah, I know th- these things are like incongruent somehow. Um but it is uh, I think it is something I will consistently be trying to unpack. And mm-hmm. I will say I don't like m- different from my dislike of Andrew Lloyd Weber, I'm not terribly alone in this particular feeling like there are plenty of people who equally don't enjoy jukebox musicals as a concept
1: yeah totally um and i, I do agree because i think there is an element of laziness to it mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing is you know when i go to see something that's completely and utterly original this is being right. created from scratch one right um you know based on an idea it's not based on anything whatsoever yeah Um, and that is very rare and it is very difficult to do particularly with a musical yeah um, to do well but when that happens I'm just like holy moly this is incredible because you've pulled this out of nowhere right like you've kind of shuffled through the fabric of time and everything that makes up everything and managed to pick out this, this yeah completely of your own volition yeah and that is just so impressive yeah so in that own right it's like well, already you're on to a winner because you've done something that's really amazing. Right. I feel a jukebox musical because it's using this music mm-hmm. that is already known and loved. Right. Right? You're for me, you're actually starting further back. Yeah. You know? I think it's like de- you're I, already
0: I I think that's filled with caveats. And I think this is a reason why I like my macro dislike for this. Because uh-huh. it it depends on how much care you then put into the story you're going to put around that thing? Exactly, Jersey. Yeah, Boys, that's, that's what I'm meaning. But like Jersey, but the problem is we're now watching this pattern develop, and because uh-huh. jukebox musical, even I would wager in Mamma Mia's world or in Jersey Boys world, maybe not from the author's standpoints, but probably mm-hmm. from the producer's standpoints, does come out of some laziness there. Um, totally. Th- now people are seeing that people are seeing that that's popular and we get escaped margaritaville um, yeah exactly exactly and that makes me nervous for my art form my yeah. art form and that's
1: so, so that is that is what i was meaning is that i'm you know they're, they're starting a lot further back and therefore i'm going in being like you've got a long way to go to impress me mm-hmm. whereas i go in to to see an original mm-hmm. and i'm already impressed that's fair that's Do fair. you know what i mean you're up on a stage i'm already impressed right now right whereas with them i'm like I know all these songs, so what else have you got? Yeah. That's what I'm kind of waiting and seeing. That's true. And then very rarely, do they have anything for me there?
0: Right. Can they bring you back from there? And, like, I do think the other problem that, like, some jukebox musicals fall into is, like, you know, it's the reason people saw Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. You're... Mm you could it's another excuse to go see this concert and so you don't really care about that extra stuff that you want to see right yeah there are plenty of people who went to see mamma mia just because they like abba songs um yep. and hopefully they were pleased and delighted by the wonderfully written nice in-between pieces did you see all mm-hmm. those nice things i said about this musical there um it was really nice thank you um but like if that stuff was daft or stupid they might not care as much
1: yeah totally um uh for example we were rocky yes yeah like we were rocky is just puns yeah and britishisms yeah uh laced around queen's music exactly like, that that is literally all it is yeah um
0: you know maybe yeah maybe they to they a, it exactly like a, maybe to a lesser extent but even like um all shook up um which has a yes. decent book, but only decent. But yes. it's but it's Elvis songs. How can you not like Elvis songs, right? But for the record, by the way, I really don't like Elvis. So uh, you heard it here first, everyone. I don't, really don't like it. Don't come at me about my dislike of Abba and forget that Jimmy doesn't <laughs> like Elvis,
1: right? Um, <laughs> but there, um, I can't help falling in love. Mm-hmm. great the only reason that musical should exist yeah uh but yet for example we've just uh had started on broadway head over heels mm-hmm. right which is the go-go's yes yeah and i was like so i saw it today and i was like okay this is interesting and it looks like it's just there to be like camp fabulous yeah and like-, like i genuinely i can't see the the other point and i know i just said earlier like it's great to just go to the theater right and uh enjoy that i'm like absolutely yeah but I, but I do
0: i do yeah i want more i think there there is another like a part that's missing that i'm really struggling to articulate mm. um i do think jukebox musicals create a different kind of book and i mean mm-hmm. like capital b book like the story mm. of the musical beyond just like the words between the music yep. um that is lazier and less interesting and in my mind if you don't mind less artistic um mm-hmm. like i think it's easy f- you know I, I i picture someone out there listening to this and is like well jimmy and tommy just don't like pop music um which is not
1: true but it's also absolutely not true
0: but also is it is a thing to fall into or you know the musical theater audience doesn't like pop music and doesn't like pop music coming into exactly. the musical theater like but, i was
1: i was a at... Mm -hmm. pop music fan before I was a musical theater fan yeah
0: absolutely I love all sorts of pop music but I do think like on the topic of jukebox musicals have you ever seen Crazy for You um
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: such a stupid book very funny in moments but Mm -hmm. stupid and unimportant and uninteresting and like even less so than the kind of Mickey and Judy save the animal hospital movie that it's you know, taking inspiration from. And yeah. I think that style of writing happens when you come at a show from this direction because you're no longer asking the question, which, co- which comes first, the music or the lyrics? You're now asking the question, how do we create a frame that's going to exist around these songs we want? Yeah, totally. And it it just makes for a different kind of story writing that is filled with like, Bits of unnecessary frivolity that really like they they push my buttons in a bad way Mm. when I watch theatre.
1: Well it's one of those things I think I think you kind of start to hit on a good point there where, you know, Cole Porter was doing this shit in the thirties. Right. Like that was the very beginnings of music and theatre. Yeah. So why is this something that we're still doing but yet hasn't been perfected? Right. And I do Do you know what I mean? Why are we still making these shows that are cobbling together a yeah. plot
0: and that, that isn't working. That still it's been going weird. on
1: for 80 years.
0: Exactly. And like, you know, Crazy For You came out before Mamma Mia and wasn't called a jukebox musical. um, Because, you know, I think mostly because you don't listen to Gershwin songs on a jukebox. Well, that sets <laughs> their
1: standards as right. opposed to the collection of an artist. Right.
0: But like, conceptually it still came to be in the same sort of way well yeah Um, the
1: songs weren't written for crazy for you right um i mean
0: and like i don't like that either and like those early cole porter musicals with all the names that i'll never remember are equally as fluffy and stupid um and i didn't you know i don't like them either right um for whatever this difficult-to-define reason is, which is perhaps less adjacent to my fear of jukebox musicals pushing out the original art from Broadway. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I do think there is something else, something in, in between the lines, in the weaving of these sorts of things, that really does put me off. Or, like, not push my buttons in a way that even something that's super adapted, like Wicked, still I'm very much okay with. Because book music and lyrics yep. were co-conceived at the same time
1: there is just there's like yeah there's a certain level of artistry that yeah. you can see has gone into it yeah um yeah i, I do I, I totally agree i do totally agree um but it's one of those things they make a fair buck
0: yeah they do and they keep plenty of people employed and you can't say no to that um yep
1: so that's the thing. they're not gonna stop, yeah, um, in fact, I imagine they'll just get more and more, yeah, you w- know what i mean i do. Because... I
0: wonder if we will see a you know a, a, a dichotomy at any time, if like jukebox musicals will start separating themselves out, or like if you know they will ever be uneligible for tony Awards <laughs> in particular
1: ways yeah, um I just I, I can't see it happening like it's um I've just come up with this analogy in my head but mm-hmm. I feel like jukebox musicals are like the cornstarch no not the cornstarch jukebox musicals are like the um oh bugger what's that sugar called the really bad one
0: uh uh, uh hydrogenated Corn
1: or um... no? What? What is it? What is it? It's um the what? What is that? Mm-hmm. You do know you know what I'm talking about? Um, bad sugar and foods, <laughs> <laughs> high fructose corn high fructose, syrup. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like jukebox musicals are the high fructose corn syrup of the musical theater yeah. genre. They're... They are. Easy to churn out. They're a lot cheaper to make. Yeah. Um, but they're very comforting and they give you a lot of gain back. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they're probably bad for the food industry as a whole. As a whole. Yeah. And the way it works, the way it worked with high fructose corn syrup is people are now starting to catch on to the fact that right. actually it's really bad for you and it's, it causes obesity. Which, so
0: you know, escape, escape to Margaritaville's closing. Like...
1: It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. Um. But you know, head over heels is just opening. So right. And then Cher shows coming in a couple of minutes. Yep. Yeah. Like which I've I've yeah.
0: he- I've heard good things.
1: Um. Well, who knows? But they also said good things about the Donna Summer musical. That's true. That it opened. So yeah. Uh, I have heard good things about Jagged Little Pill, though. I've heard fabulous things about Jagged Little Pill, but at least that seems yep. pretty
0: original. Like this is a- another like distinction I want to make. Like I. Have nothing wrong with say chess, you know. Not particularly. The jagged
1: little pill is the music of Alanis Morissette. Is it? I thought it was more emotional than that. No,
0: I'm now less excited. You've sucked the excitement
1: out of Jimmy. But then it's weird because like I'm a big fan of Alanis Morissette, so I'm like, I know. Sure, I'll take it. Like,
0: well, and like that—that I'm sure is why I've heard great reviews of the share musical the share experience
1: yeah the exactly because, because that's the thing yeah. is i feel like there the probably actually are artists out there whose music would translate quite well to a stage yeah um i'm thinking uh kate bush yeah right now i'm a damn dirty kate bush fan right uh and her music does have a sense of drama to it. Yeah. Uh, and also a sense of narrative to it. Yeah. That's the, I guess that's the other thing. What about concept albums? What about your American Idiot? Right. of the do world? Those, do those count?
0: Well, I do think it has something along the lines of... Because, like, I would put American Idiot, you know, I which I would even put less in a concept album world than something like Tommy or, you know, mm-hmm. heck, Evita. Um, like, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. things that have started off as big concept albums. But at least they have the stage somewhere in mind with their conceit
1: i don't think american idiot ever did i think it was just because that's that yeah. is that is a kind of feature of of rock is I guess it has performance you know like um yeah the pink floyd have done it yeah um
0: but at least american idiot was its own self-contained album it wasn't like green day's greatest hits the musical
1: yeah 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 you know so because that yeah that kind of through thought was already there yeah um because of
0: the time it was composed too because like green day kind of made albums like that along yeah. that kind of thing but then i do also wonder like what about something you know why don't we have more waitresses sarah mm-hmm. Bareilles, mm-hmm. pop music icon famous for her own music just write a musical you know mm-hmm. come into totally. come into this world
1: well interestingly enough so we have um i don't know how much he comes onto your radar but we've got gary barlow over here i don't know gary barlow so gary barlow was in take that okay um who big british band Uh definitely came over to your side for a wee spell Mm -hmm. um hero uh finding neverland oh okay um and then he wrote another musical called The Girls, which is based on Calendar Girls. Don't know if you've seen that. Uh,
0: I, yes. I think I've listened to The Girls, too, as well.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. right. Um, So he wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now just written a musical called The Band, mm-hmm. which is a jukebox musical of his music. Interesting. Um and I'm like, this is an interesting folding here. Yeah, like you know we're, I mean? we're kind
0: of breaking out of the category in a weird. Which, like, this is also the problem with the musical theater categories, anyway. Like, our sample size is so tiny for all these yeah. things; it's hard to pull any patterns.
1: But um, Gary Barlow's come out and has said that he actually doesn't really like jukebox musicals, and he also thinks they are quite lazy. Yeah. Um, and so he's come at the band uh-huh. from a point of view of. I don't want to make this a bad jukebox musical. Right. Um, And I've heard, like, pretty decent things about it. The story is all right. Yeah. Um, but again, in a similar vein to Mamma Mia, yeah. like, it's basically about um a group of uh, young girlfriends who um, I think are just huge, big fans of Take That. Mm-hmm. And then it's about how they kind of grow up yeah. and how their lives have changed together. And th- things, you know what I mean? Just like a nice... Right sisterhood camaraderie and i feel like garibala has been quite smart there because the biggest fans of take that are, are the um I people would say who are going to see
0: those characters in themselves
1: exactly like 30s to 50s women yeah um so by writing a musical that is yeah. specifically <laughs> aimed yeah at, you know I mean, with them at the center of it that's just smart yeah um and you know he's done interesting arrangements of his own music right like, you know so they're I think there are lots of grey areas yeah. in the jukebox musical world. Yeah. Um. But you know, Jimmy Buffett escapes to Margaritaville can get to absolute F because it's not adding anything. It's no. not adding anything to the pile. Right. Yeah. It's not. Do you know what I mean? Testament to this fact. Did you? I don't mm. know if you've seen the side by side by Susan Blackwell with Rona Lisa Peretti. I don't know her actress name. That's mm. so mean. You're can... not gonna know. No, I'm not gonna know, but we could look it up. Um... <laughs> Let me just look it up. Yeah, Lisa Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did a side by side by Susan Blackwell mm-hmm. with Susan Blackwell. Um, <laughs> and it's and she's in uh, Escape to Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. and it's just so bad because they barely talk about the show. They're yeah. literally like, "Oh, it's so fun." Yeah. Uh, anyway, so other stuff. Yeah, and it's fascinating because you're like. You can't even like yeah. you're in a show, and you well, can't even say you can't even sell it. Yeah, you can't even bullshit it.
0: That's a the oh, I'm trying to. It's a it's an article I have in my research file that I bring up when I'm doing projects on other things. Um, but it's about originality in musical theater, and I wonder if, if mm. I can find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, because it's from a while ago. But it uh is they interview a couple cast members of the Footloose musical, um, who are talking about like. They got into this thing and were like, you know, this thing's not original. And, like, uh, the book of the Footloose musical is not good. Um, Mm. It's, like, actually kind of poorly written. Um, Mm -hmm. But the show did really well in spite of some, like, real poor reviews. And it Mm. is interesting to see the cast members of the show, like, not rallying around their show. But still being like, but, you know, it's popular. And it's paying my bills. And I'm not, you know, raring to get out of it anytime soon. It's like yep. it's like whenever Fred Flintstone, you know, puts the bird's beak down on the record player and the bird sits up and goes, ah, it's a living. Like, that's yep. you know, that's some of our Broadway actors now. And that sort of thing, that makes me sad on the inside, right? That's the totally. thing that I think adds to my macro distaste for jukebox musicals. Yeah. Is that it's not often... You know, I don't. I don't think everyone involved in *Mamma Mia* was like, "Yeah, ABBA music. It's the thing we need to bring to the people."
1: You know. Well, I don't think *Mamma Mia* is the one to be picking on right now. <laughs> All I would say, I think there's <laughs> better examples, Um, but yes, I would I would say that there probably have been some actors and some cast to do that. Like for example, one of my friends, I'm not going to name any names. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, well, I think she's just finished the tour, now. I um, was on a tour with a, a jukebox musical. Um, and when she was, uh, she was when she was staying at mine, mm-hmm. just kind of talking about like, I mean, it's nothing special. Like exactly, like right. it's, it's nothing, nothing special, special. Paying the bills. She was like. Don't please don't come see it because you're you are gonna hate it. Like there's nothing to enjoy. I guess that's Um, and that that makes me sad. It's
0: my frustration with humanity. It's like why can't you just (laughs) like the art? (laughs) You know, it's really how I feel. Like why why can't you just like the good art? And clearly, I understand there's a million problems between the beginning of that sentence and the end of that sentence. Ugh, I know. But still. I just want them to like the art, Jimmy.
1: I know. And instead, but people need to keep making the art. It's true. It's true. And they need to stop making the shart. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make art, not chart.
1: <laughs> I Is that her first piece of merch?
0: Uh, you know, I don't know if I could wear the shirt to work, but
1: <laughs> some people could. <laughs> just saying. Um so yes anyway what i'm excited about is all the discussion that i hope that we'll have about this because it is yeah some people are like you're a big old dirty snob yeah no that and i will accept that and i am um yeah so am i to an extent i think maybe not not
0: not to my level of snobbery
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're in the you're in the box i'm like the (laughs) grand circle um Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know what I mean, because I like there are things that I do love because you know like almost like guilty pleasures almost. Yeah, but for sure. actually, Mia isn't it? Gosh, it's just a pleasure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know there are some people who will be like, I hate all that arty pish. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me, give me, give me Jimmy a Buffett.
0: man after midnight.
1: Um, <laughs> beautifully done.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So
1: good. It's gonna be stuck in my head for months now. I, I am... mean, Why the hell not? It's incredible. Madonna sampled it. Yeah. Madonna. Yes, true.
0: The thing I am most excited about, Jimmy, is I am not the person in the world who hates ABBA the most. The person in the world who hates ABBA the most is um, Empty Room, my yellow text friend from various pieces of Watch With Me Uh and Musical Theater MASH, hates ABBA. For years, we joked that we were going to bring her into a room to tell her that we were going to watch something else, but instead put ABBA and then put that video up on the channel. Unfortunately, that plan has now popped. Um, But... I'm going to visit Chicago very soon, and we're going to go see Here We Go Again.
1: That's so exciting, but you're not going to tell her? Does she listen to this?
0: She doesn't listen to this. I think she'll figure it out, Um, (laughs) but we're going to do it anyway. We went to see Twilight 2 together. It'll be like that.
1: I fully support that. I think I'm going to love it. I've seen a lot of clips. Yeah. And... um, really excited about do you to see do it. you think meryl streep is dead this is my question yeah what the hell's going on why did she not but also actually uh uh-huh. in a weird way i'm like well mad respect yeah you're it- not being like meryl streep and share meryl streep right and you know yeah. i'm sure this was like a day of shooting for meryl streep
0: i'm sure that's it and it's like in the script for that reason And here's your
1: four million dollar <laughs> check right but um, I don't know how people get that. That might be a, a lot or not that much. I have no idea. Um, here's all your money. Yeah. Uh, but I, I quite into it that they're not like, you know, like right. It's just yeah, yeah. She's she's there. Of course she's there. Yeah. Donna. It is an interesting. It does seem like based
0: on the promo and the posters that I've seen, it is mm. interesting to me that it seems like they went to great lengths to get everyone back, but also aren't paying them to be in the whole movie, like. Pierce yes. you know like there's a whole flashback scene so we don't have to pay colin firth and pierce brosnan like
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly but
0: still they're in it <laughs> like yeah. instead of just completely writing them out uh
1: um, i love that it's just an interesting and choice pierce brosnan apparently had singing lessons so you know tony
0: I, probably. It's seen, yeah. They're going to be like, you know what? It's a movie, but we'll give them a Tony anyway.
1: We'll give him a Tony because it is an original movie. <laughs> Why the hell not? God,
0: can yeah. you imagine this? Like, There have been what, like if... circuitous routes for, on in musical theater world before, like Hairspray, movie to musical yep. to movie again, but to go yeah. like musical, musical. to movie, movie to movie
1: sequel, sequel. back
0: to stage music. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Now, because the only other time that I think that has ever. Oh, no, it didn't start as a stage. Hmm. Well, there you go. What were you going to say? Uh, was Shock Treatment, which is a sequel oh. to Rocky Horror. Yeah,
0: but it didn't. It started as a movie, didn't it? But it started as a movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there you go. And yeah. I actually don't think Shock Treatment ever came to the stage.
0: And I don't think Mamma Mia 2 is going to come to the stage either.
1: <laughs> I don't either i mean the thing that i love about it so much is that they're repeating songs
0: oh yeah no it's gonna be because they're like
1: well you have to have mamma mia again
0: mamma mia here we go again
1: exactly wink wink wink. and just like it's almost like in a cool like musical theater dramaturgy way yeah it's almost like when donna sang it in the first mamma mia Mm -hmm. it was actually like a kind of merrily revolve along style reprise ah. because she'd already sung it we're seeing the whole show backwards i do genius
0: can i tell you i think one of the strangest things for the show and like i get it from a like long distance looking at an art squinty kind of way but like mm-hmm. up close analyzing the details of it the mm-hmm. main plot points of this show are like sophie trying to find out who her father is It's called "Mamma Mia." Yeah, man.
1: It's it's... about the women. Gives a shit about those men. True. Mia, you did it, pal! I survived. I made it. That's Evita, Mamma Mia. What are we gonna do next? I don't know. Like, we got all the ears again. going.
0: Can I do? We we didn't. Did
1: you just say we've got all the ears going? Because Ev- Evita, Mamma Mia, just things that end in an a and an ea Evia? It- oh shh!
0: I was never very you good speak at math. English. Wow. <laughs> Um, Do you know what my favorite part of the Mamma Mia! movie is?
1: Um, Is it... uh, Nope, although that's a close
0: second. My My favorite part of the Mamma Mia! movie is the Greek chorus, but not the Greek chorus, but the chorus of Greeks.
1: Yes.
0: Who show up during Money, Money, Money.
1: And in some ways are also a Greek chorus in that and in moment. In some
0: ways are also a great, they are a Greek, exactly. Greek chorus.
1: Yep. Uh they're great. There's some great moments they're in that. So funny. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um and actually the choreography in the stage show for that number is really good. Mm-hmm. The choreography in the movie is tolerable. Damn right. <laughs> hey You have a quiz.
0: This one's a statement too.
1: <laughs> this is equipment. It's equipment. Um, Tommy, you're going to like this next show. I'm so excited. Okay, This has been a long time coming. I think so. Mm. Um, okay. So here, interesting equipment, guys. Uh, I, yes, me, Jimmy, fought tooth and nail to get a line in this next show that we're going to be talking about. Um, I've mentioned it on a couple of previous podcasts and that line is this'll wake them up
0: wonderful delivery thank Clearly, you so much you can see why you did get the line eventually
1: constantly nailing it
0: i do i do also think the content of the line very much gives away the um subject matter of the show <laughs>
1: <sighs> absolutely it's all there a lot you know you're saying with hello dolly all hinged on the curtain cellar
0: mm-hmm yeah
1: this all hinged on worker
0: i know you said curtain cellar and meant uh wallpaper hanger but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i just see
1: like a bar you said there was a bar or like a uh pole i am amazed with how vividly
0: you remember all of this story <laughs>
1: but that's is that right
0: nope
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i just <laughs> i must have turned like no nope. wallpaper hanger you in- no, wait what were you wallpaper hanger. hanger you Wall said wallpaper curtain, curtain, hanger. Hanger. curtain <laughs> hanger and in my head i heard hanger which meant bar but I've since put <laughs> curtains on that's how that works oh man also just like it's hello doll there's probably curtains like you you know. everywhere yeah it's true anyway uh,
0: <laughs> um if you want to get in contact with us i'm musical mash on twitter and musical theater mash on youtube
1: and i am Asin Hendricks hendrix on twitter and our show twitter collectively is at jim and tomic
0: so is our website jim and which has a link to our patreon where you can support the show and our reddit discussion where you can talk with jimmy and i do read the comments i just you know, <laughs> don't have fingers exactly. so can't
1: type i'll honestly get some great discussions yes I'm really I, I i like i just love it yeah um yes uh please tell your friends all about it feel free to go and drop us a little review or just even a teen sale star rating uh Wherever you listen to your podcast, it really helps us a lot. Absolute amundo. Okay. (laughs) And we shall see you next week.
0: Bye-bye, everyone. Adieu. (laughs) 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 Adieu.
1: Great. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives.